you know, it is a namesake brand, but we are a different, we're in many ways a different company and in some ways the same company. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast by Pro Remodeler and Pro Builder Magazines, where we sit down with standout women in construction to hear about their experiences, professional insights, and get a chance to highlight more women in the industry. My name is Caroline Broderick. I'm your co-host, and I'm the managing editor for Pro Remodeler. Today's guest is special, as she will also be a speaker at our annual Women in Residential Construction Conference this October in San Diego. Lisa Sten is CEO of the Palo Alto-based Harrell Remodeling. The iconic company is undergoing a rebrand, so Lisa gives us insight into the decision. My name is Lisa Kautsky-Sten, and I am with Harrell Remodeling in Palo Alto, California, about to move back to Mountain View, California. Welcome, Lisa. So glad to have you here. So I find our guests usually have an interesting path into their current roles and the industry as a whole. So I'd love to start, Lisa, by having you share how you got involved in residential construction. So I actually thought I would go into kind of an advertising and broadcasting career. And my number one goal when I was graduating was that I did not want to wear nylons. And I started working with a small advertising agency in Minneapolis. And when I sort of unexpectedly got laid off from that job. I found myself with my hands in the air going, what in the world am I going to do? But I ended up working with my mother, who was an interior designer and a real estate developer in Minneapolis. Ultimately, I went back to design school in Connecticut and graduated with an interior design degree. And then when I moved to California in the year 2000, I knew I did not want to do pillows and draperies, and I really wanted to be more in more of a construction field. So I reached out to a couple of remodelers in the area and actually was introduced to Iris Harrell, who had founded Harrell Remodeling in 1985. And I, I took a job here in the year 2000, and I haven't been anywhere else. So Harrell is embarking on an exciting change regarding its identity and really making way for a new chapter by refreshing its brand and going for a name change. So let's start by hearing why Harold wanted to undergo a brand refresh. Sort of the impetus for net where we are now with changing, like doing a brand refresh is partly that we're moving into a new building, hopefully later this fall or maybe early next year, depending on permits and all of that. But it's just a great opportunity to move from this kind of um, icon-based logo and you know image of the company to who we are now, which really... I mean, we do advertise and promote that we are 100% employee owned, but it's really time for a new fresh look. The actual logo of Harrow Remodeling was designed probably 25 years ago. And it is it is Iris's favorite color, which was originally purple. And we kind of toned down the purple and turned it into a blue purple and we call it a burple. Um, but it it is, an, it is the letter H and because Iris's name is a flower, there's a flower of irises in the middle of the H. And so that has been the logo of Harrow Remodeling for as long as I've been here. So Iris has now been gone for eight years. And we went through a process of uh, becoming debt-free, you know, and totally paid off our loans. So we, you know, own the own the company free and clear. So we've been looking for a building and ended up closing on a building in January of 2022. But it just seems like now is the time to sort of show the world who we are and what we are and what we're about. And as far as the logo goes, we just felt like it was time, you know, it was time to just show a new fresh face. We, we still have the name Harold, and it is well-recognized in this area. And when we did a little brainstorming with um, our leadership team about our new name, 
you know, it, it had come to our attention and it seems so obvious now that you know, people, people don't often say, you know, I'm working with Harold Remodeling. They'll just say, I'm working with Harold. I'm working with Harold. You know, they, they use the name. So the name is well-recognized and it's a name we're obviously going to keep. And, you know, it's funny because Iris Harrell over the years would say things like, you know, Colonel, you know, Colonel Sanders, you know, or Betty Crocker, you know, there are these companies and there are these brands that are a person, but you also have to move beyond that person. And what do you do when you move beyond that person? So I feel like we're, we're moving beyond the person, even though we're keeping the name and we, like our graphic designer says, you know, it's, it's a namesake brand, you know, like Eddie Bauer or um, Burberry or Gucci. You know, it is a namesake brand, but we are a different, we're in many ways a different company and in some ways the same company. You had mentioned this before, icon-based. So tell me about that. Do you find being an icon-based company is kind of common in this industry? Is that something that you've seen amongst your peers as well? Well, yes and no. I mean, there are several companies in this area that do have you know more generic names. And I know that I... I talked to one builder who's in our Nari group and he intentionally did not put his name on his company name because he felt like it had more potential to be more, not generic, but a company that could be bought by somebody else or be, you know, carried on by somebody else. And it's not his namesake. So, but I'm not so sure that always works all that well. You know, that there are a lot, obviously there are many companies that, you know, Landis and Schlegel and Hearth, you know, that are our namesake companies that will probably always keep that name and they can still live beyond the founder. As long as you've got that your management set up and succession planning set up. Yeah, it sounds like this whole concept of a company identity and values is only increasingly becoming more important. You know, we talk about workforce development, what do millennials and younger generations like? They like knowing values and the people in the company, right? And it mm -hmm. sounds like Iris in the beginning of the company, they were already really far ahead of that. And now is the time of transitioning to, you know, this kind of new chapter for the company and the employee owned aspect right. of it, right? Right. I think in some ways that you know, it's, it's like that chicken and the egg thing, right? Were we, did we have the culture first or, or we, or were we an ESOP first? So I think that, I do think that Iris did a really great job setting up the culture of the company. And it was just a natural thing that we became an ESOP, but we've always had a group of people who, a lot of them, a lot of them who have come from owning their own business. I own my own business. Many of our designers owned their own businesses. Many of our people who work in the field had owned their own businesses. And so we all have come to this company. And I always feel like I always had my own company within the company. I never felt like I'm just an employee. And so tell me a little more specifically about plans and goals and what you're hoping kind of comes out of this brand refresh. You know, our values and who we are obviously aren't changing. And, and how we do things aren't changing. Um, it's just that we are, I think our logo is a little tired. It's, it's been used for a long time. And even, you know, General Mills and Coca-Cola and all those companies, they change their logos from time to time. And I, I think that we've maybe been shy to change our logo because it's so recognizable, but I feel like it's really time for something that is fresh and has energy and has meaning and also is a little bit of a nod to history as well. I think that our logo doesn't look as contemp our as contemporary as it will. 
and sort of mod, not mod as in mid-century modern or anything, but you know, more modern and fresh. So you feel like it's a lot more reflective of the actual company now, really? Yes. Yeah. And we've got, you know, new people, a lot of, you know, younger people, not that, not that they're super young, they're still experienced, but for a long time had a workforce that had a lot of longevity. And some of them have moved on, some of them have retired, some of them have moved out of the area. So even though we've had, you know, like a workforce longevity that was, you know, probably 10 years average, which is now down to probably five, five, maybe, it's not a bad thing, you know, to, I don't mean to say like to have fresh blood, but it's not a bad thing to um, shed your skin every seven years, you know, <laughs> like a steak. Yeah, I'm sure there have been some challenges. So what's kind of been the most difficult challenge or hurdle you've had to overcome kind of going through this brand refresh? It's probably more a hurdle in the mind than it is in actuality. Little sidebar story. We've done some work with a realtor who always had her hair cut a certain way. And you'd always see her ads in the paper. And you always knew that was one of her projects, you know, because you could just always tell by her haircut. And I remember running into her at the grocery store somewhere and she had cut her hair off entirely. I said, oh my gosh, you, you cut your hair. And she said, yes, this haircut cut has cost me more than anything because I, everybody identified me with that haircut. And when I cut my hair, I sort of lost some of that identity. So she was sort of saying, you know, by changing her haircut and changing her image, she maybe had lost some clients. I'm not sure because they didn't see her or they couldn't find her like they found her before. So probably the biggest challenge or hurdle has just been, you know, are we, are we going to lose something by going away from this logo that has been so visually in the community for so long? But other companies have done this before and I'm beyond worrying about it. I think that, you know, what we're going to show is, is actually so interesting and so much better and just lively and modern and stylish. You know, you, nobody remembers the old Coca-Cola logo, right? From 70 years ago. <laughs> but I think that people will be able to adapt and move on. Thanks to Lisa for joining me and thank you for listening. We hope to see you at the conference this October. So visit pbprwomen.com for more information. And Remodelers are invited to Pro Remodelers Pinnacle Experience event this September in Arizona. Until next time, keep the work up.